Burning up your speakers now. Hey, this is Jack Harlow. What it is, gang? Jada Breeze in the building. Yo, 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 what's good? It's your boy Jack. Power 109 Radio, number one for hip hop and RB. Yo, yo, what's going on, man? We back for season two of Powering You Podcast. Podcast um, that was inspired by my brother who um, did a lot of time in jail, you know, and he came home and, you know, his transitioning from jail to real life, you know what I mean? That's what, uh, that's really what inspired this uh, podcast. He uh, met a lot of people during his time in there, you know. So, um, you know, he brought his friends along to tell their story, you know. And uh, today's guest, man, we got a uh, we got little Ty Bud or Colin Burns. Is that how you say it? Is it Colin Burns? Cullen Barnes. Oh, Cullen. <laughs> My fault, Cullen. You ain't never met a black dude named Cullen. You never met a nigga <laughs> Until today. What's going on, brother? How you doing? Chilling, man. Just having fun, living life. How long you been out? Uh, what has it been? About a year and two months, a year and a month. How's it feel? Shit, man. It's, it's crazy because, I don't know, I had all these expectations when I got out. I was like, how I was going to feel about it. Right. And it was like... It was it was totally different because it wasn't like it, it, it was kind of like I never left, but I did because it, everything changed. Right, but everything the shit was out, built and yeah, all types of shit. Yeah, the, the whole city looks different. Right, but like as soon as I got out, it wasn't like I felt anxious or nervous. It was like I'm back. You know, I'm back. Yeah, back. even after 28 yeah. years, I'm, I was like, I'm back. I'm about to go have some fun. Right, right. Like basically, this whole year, I just been. Having fun, like I ain't been doing really much of shit. <laughs> right, <laughs> I just been partying. <laughs> and you, uh, but you do you working and shit too, though. You do tattoos, oh, yeah. right? I do tattoos, working construction with my uncle. So right, right. Um, you from Colorado? I mean, basically, I moved out here from Minnesota when I was like a year old. So I've been out here since I was a year. So. Oh, okay. We used to live in Minnesota. What part of Minnesota was you from? St. Paul. St. Paul. Yeah, we was in East St. Paul, Magnolia Street. 1590. That was the address. This 1590 East Magnolia. Yeah. <laughs> that shit's <tell> crazy. <laughs> 1590 Magnolia. I, didn't, I just Magnolia. knew it was East Magnolia. I knew it was Magnolia. I just didn't know that. I didn't know that was the address. That's crazy. Uh, have you ever been back to visit and shit? You got family out there, or how's it go? Oh uh, yeah, like half the family's still out there. But I, since I've been out, I haven't been out there. I haven't, haven't been out there since I was like ten. Oh okay, okay. Uh, how old was you when you, we gonna get into it, but how old was you when you caught the case? I was uh, 16. 16? So from, um, so from, I guess, zero to 16, how was life before this, you know what I'm saying, an unfortunate situation happened? How was life before that? To be honest, like, I told people, like, how I grew up and shit, and they were like, how the fuck you end up in prison? Like, I didn't come from, like, I'm the only one in my family who ever been to prison. Like, I had some uncles been to jail before. but Yeah, like the county and shit, yeah. As far as, like, committing serious crimes, like, no. Nobody in my family was, like, involved in none of that shit. They were, like, middle class. Like, until I until my brother was born, well, even after he was born, because he was born when I was nine. Mm -hmm. But, like, from that point till I was about, from the time I was born until I was, like, Maybe twelve, nigga. I was spoiled as hell. Like, yeah, mom, man, she give me whatever. So you was a uh, mom and dad, or just mom? Just mom. Just mom. She was doing it on her own. Yeah. How many brothers and sisters you got? I got two brothers and one sister. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what's up. And you the oldest, or what? What? Oh, the oldest. Like, oh, my sister, my brother. He was seven. 
and I uh-huh. went to prison. My sister, she had just she was just turned one, like two months before I got locked up. So right. Oh, so she didn't even know you. Yeah, he, she didn't. She know met me. you in jail basically uh, during the time. Um, then my baby bro, he just turned twenty one, so he you know he never was around. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean so. But like Damn. once I got out, it was like I never left when when it comes to the family. Like yeah, 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 like, yeah. You, you here like so they like roll with you that whole time. Oh yeah, that's dope. Yeah. Cause you don't you don't get that. I know like my brother he had it, he had it a little rough in there. You know what I'm saying? He had his whole family ride with him the whole time and shit. But um, oh, that's dope, man. But that's crazy. You say you so it's kind of like shocking that you was in this situation. Oh yeah, cause man, I growing up all I did was play basketball. That's it. I play ball. Yeah, you was good. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh man, so you done fucked off an NBA career, possibly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so you was uh, and what high school did you go to? Uh, Rangeview. And you was balling for Rangeview? Hell nah. No. <laughs> By that time, I was already being dumb. I had went to jail already. Oh uh, yeah. By the time I got to high school, I was already on probation for burglaries and robbery and shit. That was that was your thing. Hell yeah. Oh man. That sucks. But it was done because I didn't have to do that shit. Like, right, right. But I just hanging out. But looking at it now, yeah. or back then, did you think like, why am I doing this shit? Back then, it was just fun. You was just doing the shit. Yeah, was, and trying to get a little bit of money because I was tired of going to my mom. My mom and them, yeah. And she'd be like, what you need it for? What you want it for? I'm like, man, fuck that. I'm finna go. Do it myself. Yeah, get it myself. Right. I mean, damn, that's crazy. You had that attitude at such a young age. You know what I mean? Because you say like at 12 is when he started Fucking off. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? So that was what middle school, 12 is middle school, ain't it? Yeah. That's like what, sixth grade, maybe? Sixth grade, bro. <laughs> no, sixth, seventh grade. You know, it's crazy now because um, uh, kids nowadays, you'd be like 11 in, in fucking middle school. You know what I mean? Smart. Yeah. Some kids is like, they advanced out here now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So uh, back then, you know, this was, what year is this? We talking about sometime in the 90s. Yeah, like 89, 90. How old are you? 45. 45? I mean, you look good for 45, brother. Thank That's you. crazy. I ain't know you was 45. Right. That's crazy. And so, um, so as a kid growing up, you just played basketball, had the family thing going on, yeah. and then what what triggered you into being a knucklehead? You seeing other people doing it, or you just was like, I want to try it? Oh, yeah. I, it was just like, for me, it was really out of boredom. Right. Because you know what's crazy is you don't hear too many black people doing that. You know what I mean? If black people was raised in a good home, they was raised in a good home. You know what I mean? They don't, you know what I mean? Like my brother, he probably, he didn't really start being bad until he moved with us. You know what I mean? Because he was raised pretty good over at at, at his other side of his family. Because me and my brother, we met later on in life. 88. Yeah, something like that. I was eight. You know what I mean? So, uh... It's crazy because you you hear the white white kids that do it and shit, but we got a brother here doing it. So you know how they be like, oh, it's a mass shooting. It's a white dude. That mass shooting could have been you. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> I, I wasn't going that far. But <laughs> I just like to rob and steal and shit. So you uh was gang affiliated? At that time, no, I wasn't. No? No. You was just a uh, one-man wrecking crew, huh? <laughs> Cause, uh, to be honest, like, I lived in southeast Aurora back in the Mid eighty, well, pretty much forever. Right. Back then, it was just all field, and then it was a couple brothers scattered here and there, but it was mostly white people. Oh, so you was, was you like, was robbing the white people? Hell yeah, like, <laughs> beating up white boys and shit. 
Just like being on one of the only blacks is like Hey, and it was different back then too. Back in the eighties and shit, eighties and early nineties and shit, we still had a little bit of racism yeah, going yeah. on and shit. You know what I mean? I got called niggas so many times in in elementary school by little white kids. Like that's crazy. I didn't know what a nigga was. I had to go ask my granddad. And my granddad, he like super. He don't like no race. Like, right. He he from the south, like especially white folks. He yeah. He like he called you a what? Man, my granddad <laughs> he, like do what you do. He told you to beat him up. He put some dirt in the sock and you whoop him with it. He won't leave no scars, no bruises. <laughs> Granddad, I'm like 10. I don't think you're supposed to be telling me this shit. Right, right. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to do that. Damn, so yeah, that's crazy. Because I wouldn't, I know in elementary school, I don't think I knew what a nigger was either. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, right. And to be called that is yeah. even way definitely, crazy. Definitely didn't know the difference. Right. So you probably just thinking it's a, a just a name, not knowing how bad the name was. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck is that? So then you then you got out there in the field and started uh, <laughs> tearing their ass up. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy, but that's how it be, man. You know, uh, shit happens like that. Give me one of your uh, fondest memories as a child, a good one. It could be anything. It's from a, a fucking toy that you done got. You know what I'm saying? That just like that that stood out for you. Like maybe one of the best memories that you thought of when you was doing all that time and you got that time. There's there was some kind of go to that made you happy and made you smile and kind of made you forget. You know what I'm saying? Your circumstances that you was in at that moment. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, hell yeah. To be honest, it'd be hanging out with my grandmother, like. Cause she used to grow roses in the backyard and she used to always call me out there to help her with the rose garden and shit. So that was like one of the, my best memories just being with, being her, with her at all, at any time being with her, was, was cool. So y'all have a real big, good family structure. I so mean, y'all's whole family's close. Like, you know what I mean? Hell yeah. Oh, that's dope. My mom, like her brothers and her sister, like when I growing up, I, my sis, my, her, my aunt, my mom's sister, she's only two years older than me. Uh-huh. So we grew up like brother and sister. Damn. Then my uncle, he's four years older than me. So he was like my big bro. Like we all live. So y'all together in the same area. In the same. We all hang out. Like, y'all grew every, up together. Every day. Yeah. We see each other every day. Because my brother's only two years older than me. And you say, yo, auntie was two years older than you. <laughs> <laughs> grew up like, Brother and sister, like we did it. We all did like pretty much everything together. Like if it was a family outing, we the whole family's going. You know what I mean? Y'all got a big family? Yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty big. Well, it's crazy now that I'm out because my last name is Barnes, which is my mother's maiden name. Right. And her, my granddad's side of the family. I never knew her dad, my granddad. Right. But like since I've been out, like I get so many people on Facebook hitting me up, like, uh, who are you related to? What what Barnes is you? And it's like all these people in my family. And I didn't know. I thought I was the only Barnes from my family in Colorado, man. Right. There's so many of them. I'm and like, and a real family. Yeah, right. Real family. I'm like, I don't know none of you. I ain't never heard of y'all. Like, right. They been hitting me up. We need to hang out. We need to eat lunch. Did any of them like know you and was like, oh, I heard about you or, yeah, they, you know what I'm saying? They heard. They heard about me. Yeah. I ain't like the black sheep of the family. They're right, like, right. No gullin locked up. So. <laughs> Speaking of like being a black sheep, so when you uh, so when you got out, well, first when you went there, did your family like shun you away? Nah, hell no. Not at all. They rolled with you and was like, they didn't. Not at all. They was with me like the whole fucking time. 
That's the, dope. The night I got arrested, this is crazy. The night I got arrested, my I, when I came home, I knew something was up because my uncle's car was in the driveway. So I'm like, ah, oh, something's up. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see no police cars. I seen my uncle's car, so I'm like, something up. As soon as I walk in, the house full of police. I'm like, man, what the hell? <laughs> my granny there, my whole family's sitting down on the couch. And my granny pulled me to the side, took me in the kitchen. She rapping to me and shit, talking to me, asked me, you know, what happened, yeah, what's, going on, yeah. what's going on. So I'm just sitting there. I'm, I'm no bullshit. I'm crying like a motherfucker. I can't even answer her because I'm crying. Right. And she was. She looked at the police. She was like, can I take him outside real quick? And I, Anybody know my granny, they know what her plan was. She was finna take me up out of there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, you can't go outside. Like, she was finna, let's go. Like, like they stuck with me the whole time, man. It was. Hey, you know, that's kind of crazy. That's kind of similar to when I got caught, when I got arrested. But they let my mom, they let my mom, who is now my baby's mom, walk me outside. And, like, I walked down the street with no handcuffs, no nothing. They was just letting me rap to my mom and my baby's mom the whole time. Like, because I, like. The situation, whatever, I'm not gonna say exactly what happened, but how it happened, um, they was like appreciative of a certain person, you know what I mean? So I played along with that certain person, like, yeah, it's cool, you know what I'm saying? Like I told I told her to call him on me, you know what I mean? I was ready to turn myself in. When really I wasn't. I was I was headed to Louisiana, nigga. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I played it cool like that, like and so they was like, "Here, man, y'all, this is your last, like, little kind of like your last goodbyes, like, cause you know what I'm saying?" And they let him walk all the way from. I was on Kofax and Trenton, and we walked all the way down the street. They took me to the furthest cop car because they had a gang of them in front of there. They took me to the furthest cop car. I'm if it was on 16th and Trenton, and I just walked down the street with who is now my baby, my kid's mother, and my mom, just talking. You know what I mean? No handcuffs, no nothing. And then when I got to the car, they put me in handcuffs. I wouldn't have tried to run anyway. The fuck, it was too many police. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, my like, uh-uh, we that's dope. We go? <laughs> right. She was just going to get in the car and go. She was ready to take that case. That's what it was. We're going to get into that a little later, though. You know what I mean? So do you know your dad? Yeah, yeah, I know that. Y'all, y'all, y'all talk? How y'all? Nah, I talked to him the day I got out, and I ain't talked to him since. But mm. even before that, we didn't really talk. Right. Just sparingly? Yeah. Did uh, he ever come get you? I mean, come not gonna get you. Come see you? Nah, hell no. Nah. nah. <laughs> Man, he used to always tell my like he talks to my mom. Like he'll call my mom and ask to about check on you and shit. Yeah, and he always just every year I'm gonna come down there and see him. I'm gonna come down there and see him. Oh, uh, where's uh down from Minnesota? Yeah, from Minnesota. Okay. I used to tell my mom like, "Man, quit sending that message to me because he's not finna." He been right, and she was fucking with since you. I was eight. Nigga, he right. Like, I'm 45 now, nigga. <laughs> I'm good. And that sucks. Uh, you ain't got no kids either, huh? No. I mean, shit, you, you 45. I know it's kind of late in the game, but you plan on having one at least? Man, I'm trying. Somebody going to get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you, like, you, got a, you got a girlfriend and shit? Hell no. Nah. That was just uh, little little chicks. Yeah. You been running out here wild. I'm surprised you ain't, we ain't got that word that uh, you got one on the way. Man, I thought I, thought, I, thought I was going to You happen. had a couple of scares? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you well, that's what they say. Oh. Right, you got a couple of scares. That's how it happened. Hey, uh, man, we about to go on break, and um, we about to go into the second part of his life, which is, you know, the um, the case and things that happened within that within that uh part of his life. So we gonna transition into the second part. I guess we call it chapter two of a uh, little tie, but man, we'll be back after these messages. Yeah. 
back man it's power and you podcast man um uh podcast inspired by my older brother little daddy uh he here he ain't gonna do too much of nothing but add a little conversation he ain't gonna ask a question he ain't gonna do none of that you feel what i'm saying so uh don't expect him to one day he will man that's right look there you go there goes first ad lib that's right <laughs> hey uh but yeah we're here with today's guest man little ty buck cullen burns you know what i mean um barnes barnes <laughs> Burns, Barnes, you know, I mean, shit, they understand it. That's his handle on Facebook, too, any of y'all want to uh, go speak to him, whatever the case may be. But, uh, man, now is, uh, we getting into the part of, you know what I'm saying, what led up to your arrest. You feel what I'm saying? Um, what happened? Like, what caused you, what made you, first tell us what happened of your situation. You don't got to go into hell of a detail or nothing like that. But, you know, your charges and what it was you was charged with. And kind of like what happened with that situation? So, like I said, I was on probation at the time. When when I committed, when I caught this case, I was on probation for previous burglaries, burglaries, robberies, shit. Yeah. shit as a juvenile. And I was I was doing good. I started uh, I did I did start playing basketball from Rangeview, and I played for like half the season. I ended up quitting. Right, the coach was on some bullshit, so which is no excuse, but I quit anyway, and shit went downhill from there because like because then you kind of felt like shit. I ain't got I, all I had was basketball. Yeah, that, like, that's gone. Basketball was my your go to. Yeah, so once I didn't have that, it was like man, what the fuck? So I just started hanging out, drinking, smoking weed, smoking yeah. that good old Reggie back then. That's what they had back then. That good old Reggie. Reggie. <laughs> so then I got back into. Breaking in people's shit, and one night I went try to uh, do a little robbery, and the person who lived there was there, and the situation got out of hand. I ended up taking someone's life that night. Right. And I was 16. It was the summer of '93 when that shit happened. And this was out in Aurora. Yeah, out in Aurora. Yeah, summer '93. That's the summer of violence. Yeah. Damn. So your your name definitely came up in the summer of violence. Oh yeah. Like it was, yeah. It was crazy. Like. The, it was either I think it was the Denver Post, and they did a thing on the summer of violence, and they had like on the front page they had all the the victims of that summer. Uh -huh. and they had my victim on there, and, and they had a little piece in there with me, and they had my little nappy ass picture on there. And shit. Right, my little mugs. I was like, nigga, hell no. Nah. It kind of hit you. Hell yeah, I'm like, nigga, this is crazy. I'm like, what the fuck did I do, nigga? Right, so you like kind of like so in the situation. You kind of like like blacked out a little bit. Yeah, pretty much. It was. It, the, was you was you under the influence? Nah, not no? not that night. No, but to be honest, like when I was doing it, it was like I was watching myself do the shit. Right, it was like a, it was like an outer body yeah, experience, like, huh? Looking at myself like, what the fuck are you doing? Nigga, run, leave, get the fuck out of there. Right. But by then, it was like too late. And when I went home, I went home and shit. No bullshit. I looked in the mirror and I was like, nigga, I just started crying. Like, nigga, you a fucking monster. Nigga, what the fuck did you just do? Right. You know what I mean? And it's, that shit, it, it hit me kind of hard. Like, cause I, don't, I don't think nobody at 16 could do some shit like that. Be able to do something like that. Right. When they do it, it's like, nigga, what the fuck? Like, goddamn. 
So you, so immediately after it happened, you had a life changing event. Your, your, your mind already clicked. Like as soon as it happened, like oh shit. Because some people like you know at that age. I mean, you know, you know, but you don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you don't got it all figured out and shit. But you know, you know, but you don't know. So it won't hit him until later. Yeah. After you know, what I'm saying, like after that time. But like for you to sit here and say, like, shit, you sat there and like kind of like watched yourself do it, yeah. is like crazy. But then it's crazy because, like, I didn't get I didn't get arrested for like maybe two or three days. So you was just walking around with it on your heart. Yeah, I'm hanging out with my girl, and she tripping like, nigga, what's wrong? You acting weird and shit. And I'm like, man, I couldn't tell her. But right. in my mind, it's like, it wasn't real. It was like, I did that. I was like, nah, I didn't really do that, did I? Right. And when I got arrested, I was like, oh, yeah, this shit's real, man. Like, this really happened. How did they uh, tie you into it? My dumb man. Like I was on probation, so they already had my fingerprints in the yeah, system. And, so yeah. I went in there with no gloves or nothing. Right. You know, they got my fingerprints. Fingerprints and stuff. Oh, man. Like, yeah, I'm booked. Yeah. Like, and I, that's when, yeah, I came home and all the police stuff was there. Uh, Damn, that's crazy. They did it slick, too. You said you didn't see no police cars when oh, you was walking up to the house? None. But it was a house full of them. House full. They was because they was uh, executing a search warrant and shit. And it was just a gang of police. I was like, where the hell are the police cars at? Like, right. They must have been known that you. I mean, known. They must have know knew. My father said no. <laughs> and they must have knew that this around the time that he probably gonna come home. So let's not have all the car. I mean, but thinking on it because clearly you was already kind of remorseful at that moment. You know what I mean? Would you had it still just been like fuck it, let me face this shit, or would you had a ran? Oh, no, I, I would have faced it because. Because of how you felt yeah, about it. And plus, I'm 16. Where the hell I'm, where I'm going to go? What am I going to do? Right. I can't even run forever. You know? Right, right. I mean, so that 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 says a lot in itself, though. You know what I'm saying? The fact that you would have faced your consequences and made that decision at a young age. And plus, that was like, I was like, I didn't know what the consequences was going to be. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. Previous arrest, my mama come get me. And yeah. Home, like, so... I knew it was something serious I did, but it was like, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't, you I, still I, I was unsure. I didn't think that I was going to go to jail that night. You know what I mean? Like, really? I don't, I didn't, I don't, I thought my mom was going to be able to come get me, you know, but. Yeah, still a kid. That's, that's what I'm saying. Still a kid. You're not really knowing what the fuck is going on. You know what I mean? Which is understandable. You know what I mean? Because you 16, ain't really been in no real trouble. You know, probably most of you did was a couple of days. About a week. That's about as long as I did. It was like a week. So even when you did go, even when you did go, did you feel like at like okay, I know I'm in here for some serious shit, but I'm about to get out. Did you? Well, in the beginning, was you still feeling like you was about to get out? Hell no. That police car, that police ride, that opened that let me because the police was like, you're never getting out of prison. Oh, they was talking shit to you. Yeah, he was like, you're never getting out of jail. I was like, this is like on the way to the to station. I'm in the back seat, and he's like, yeah, you know, you're never getting out. You ain't never getting out of prison. And I'm 16. I'm sitting back there like, I don't even know what that means. Like, right. I'm going to spend the rest of my life in prison. I don't even know what life is yet. What the fuck? I don't, nah, I don't know what you're talking about. Then Damn, like, that's crazy. I'm like, uh, uh. What kind of grades was you getting in school? Uh, no, I was, while I was playing ball, I was probably like a C average. But after that, it was 
Just fell it. I had a D in gym. That was my <laughs> highest grade. So I was like, man, fuck school. I ain't playing ball no more. I don't need to go to school. Like, mm-hmm. fuck school. You ain't no real incentive to, nah, to to keep going. I go in the mornings, hang out, go right back home, go to sleep. That was that was my day. Damn. <laughs> so um, so you catch the case. You do you do what you did. You go home. That day you all bloody and everything and all that shit. Nobody seen you. Oh, it was it was like maybe two two o'clock in the morning. Right. Uh, Nobody seen you or nothing. So when you wake up in the morning, you face your mom and them. How you feeling? Uh, I couldn't even look at her. Like I couldn't. Because you just knew you you fucked yeah, up. I couldn't even look at her. Right. Because because the victim was like a neighbor. It was a neighbor of ours. So, so like, within houses of your house? Yeah, like, right next door. Oh, shit. These townhomes, like, right next door. So, my mom knew the people. And so, she, like, the ne- when I, the next morning, she came to me like something happened to the neighbor. And I was like... Right. Like, damn. You know what I'm saying? Damn. So, so you got to see the whole thing. Like, you seen all the police there, everything. Everything. Hell, yeah. Hmm. And that, like, right there, did it hit you too? Yeah, I know it had to, like, oh like, shit. Man, this shit is crazy. Like, I didn't really know how to feel. I was just numb, really. Like, right. You still in shock your damn self, basically. Oh, yeah. I was like, I don't, I don't know what the fuck I just did, but it is something terrible. You know? Right. I mean, it's crazy, though. Like, that's why I asked if you were, like, under the influence or anything at that point in time, because, like, to do some something like that. Kind of like you said, it would take a monster. You know what I mean? Like some some clicked in you, which was fucked up. You know what I mean? So she did the neighbor. She didn't have like her husband, kids, none of that shit. She had a daughter. Her daughter was in college. Like like I had. I knew, and you knew the daughter. I knew the daughter. I knew her. Yeah, I, oh, so that's what made it different. Is the fact that ooh, I didn't even know that you knew the lady. Has the so. Okay, we transition. We kind of going into it. You into it, and then you having to face the daughter because you probably even met a couple of family members over the years. You know what I mean? Well, nah, well, they 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 live out of state. Her and her daughter was the only ones out here. The rest of her family, out. but I met them in court though. <laughs> yeah. So what did they like? How did like how did they address you? Like, at, at one did have the daughter forgiven you? Like being that she known she knows you, she knew you. I mean, that she did. I, I haven't. After that, after after it happened, like I had no contact with. Yeah, of course, no contact. But like, just by, like shit that's being said in court. Oh no, nah, hell no. Nah, she's a, she's fuck no you. Forgiveness. Yeah, she's to fuck you. Yeah, the her the mom, the daughter, the, the mom, and uh, the 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 victim's brother. Well, the daughter, she wasn't there. She wasn't there because it's fucked up. Because she had like a mental breakdown after that shit happened. So. Oh, kind of fucked up. So, I never heard anything. That's all I ever heard about it. it Does she know you out right now? I'm pretty know. sure, huh? You think you, to, uh, they probably told him, huh? We try to contact. They're supposed to contact him, but I was told that they can't even find none of the family. Like they don't know. Oh, because I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense because you said it was only her and her mom here. So, you know, she probably was off to college. She stayed away. She had no reason to come back to Colorado, really. And they only contact the media family. Yeah. Who they who they contact in your case? The victim's uh, uh, 
uh, mom. Well, they broke dead. The mom and dad was dead. So like, uh, that have been his kids. And they contact. They was trying to contact them, like letting them know that you about to get out. Right. Ooh. So uh, I guess that kind of. I mean, it sucks, but it kind of worked in your favor a little bit. You know what I mean? Sucks to say, but it kind of worked in your favor because you had nobody to combat yeah. you getting out. You know what I mean? To be like, nah, fuck that. Leave them in there and rot in hell and all that old shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I guess it. I mean, it's fucked up. It worked in your favor, but you know, whatever you did, what you did, you go to jail. You get to jail. Um, did you? Uh, of course, you just pleaded and took a plea. You didn't go to trial or nothing, right? Nah, I took it. Yeah, I took a deal. What was your deal for? Shit, eighty-four years. Eighty-four years. Four years. But what was crazy, like, I wasn't gonna take the deal. Like my lawyer, he he came to me. The first deal they offered was a ninety-four. Mm-hmm. So my lawyer's like, nah. And this is a lawyer that my people, my family was paying for. Like my mom, they scraped together, mm. put up her house and all that shit to give me a lawyer. Good money. Because so, that's going to cost. Hell yeah. So this dude was like, they offered you 94. Don't take that. I'm going to get you a better deal. I'm like, all right. So they come back a few months later, offer me a 60. He's like, nah, I don't take that. Don't take that. I'm going to get you a way better deal. I'm like, all right. Man, right before we supposed to go to trial, he's like, well... All they're going to offer you is an 84. I think you should take that because you, after 10 years, since you're a juvenile, after 10 years, you can put in for early release. They'll probably let you go because you're so young. He's like, if not, Lord, you'll be Lord. out by, by the time you're 40, you'll be out. So I'm like, ah, man. I'm, oh, that's I'm, fucked I'm, up, though. The lawyer kind of fucked you. At this time, I just probably just turned 17. Right. So I'm like, I don't want to take it. You know, I, and plus we juveniles, we in the county, we just surrounded by nothing but juveniles. So we don't right. have no older motherfuckers to talk to to give us advice on the legal shit. Right. And since you charge an adult, you're responsible for whatever decisions you make from now on. Right. So I'm like, I'm listening to him. So I'm like, All right, I'm going to take the deal. So my mom, she had to sign off on it. She was looking at me like, you sure? Are you sure you want to do this? I was like, I don't know. So your mom had to sign off on the deal? Uh, I didn't know that. That I was about to say that didn't happen with my brother. I'm pretty sure that didn't happen with my brother. <laughs> shit. That's crazy. She, asked, she kept asking me, like, are you sure? But so when, she, when he said the 84, did you be like, hold on, man. Let me, what about the 60 y'all offered me? You ain't asked about that? Or nobody asked about the 60? I At that time, I was like... I wanted to get it over with. I'm tired of being in the county. Like, right. Tired of going back and forth to court. So I find out, like, man, I'll take it. Then, Damn. after 10 years had passed, my mom, she kept hitting me up, like, don't you think you've been in here long enough? Thought you were supposed to come home after 10. Ain't you supposed to file the paperwork? I was like, mom, that motherfucker lied. Like, I'm not right. coming home. <laughs> like, this I'm is probably it. not coming home, mom. Like, so y'all was filing appeals and shit, though? Did you file appeals or anything? Oh. For, for a long time, I didn't tell uh, maybe what well, I did three years in the program since I've been out a year as for probably six years before I got out. I started some kind of fouling emotions and it, shit, digging into it. And, and I end up this, this jailhouse lawyer named Thim, but he ended up getting me a real lawyer and they started working on my shit. And that's by the time I started getting back into court, that's when the JCAP program came up. So they was like, hey, you should just get into this program. Because y'all, um, you and my brother, y'all kind of got lucky on the JCAP program because it wasn't only with juveniles with life sentences. Mm-hmm. 
and y'all didn't have technically y'all didn't have life sentences. It's, well, it's life. It's life without and virtual life. Virtual, virtual life would be life number the high the numbers. High numbers, yeah. Oh, okay. So, oh, I didn't I didn't know that. But I thought it was like I was like shit, shit. Because when he told me about it, I was like, how did you? You know what I mean? Because he told me I was like, how did you even? You it's know just what I mean? that. People that got life without parole, they got to do 25 calendars to get in there. We only had to do 20 calendars to get in. Because y'all had numbers. Yeah, we had numbers. Right. So even if you would have had 170 years. 20. 20. Oh, that's that's. Cool. And we only got five-year parole. Cooter? Like Cooter now? Yeah. They got, they got lifetime parole. What? I thought they only did the lifetime parole for like sex offenders. No, no, no. This is a whole other ball game. Jake, so the Jake Cap just changed the game. Yeah, and different. They got yeah. their own little yeah. criteria. And are they, uh, as far as y'all know, are they still like uh, doing the program right now? Cause, yeah, yeah, they raised cause the age I, limit. To what? I think it's like 19 or 20 now. Because at first it was what, 18? No. 17. Or it went to 17, under, yeah. Under, 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 under 18. Oh, well, that's good. So now it's at 19, 20? 19 years old, 20 years old. So if you caught your case, like Boo, little, uh, uh, Boo, he caught his at. 19 or 18 Nah, 16 17 he was nah boo boo said he wasn't a juvenile when he caught his was, was he hell yeah oh i thought i thought when he yeah. i thought Listen, when we that, did his that, interview. that new shit just happened since we've been out that right the age limit since we've been out yeah. so and then so now they got more people in there that more that's possibly coming out yeah, and coming. it's a three-year program yep. we colored our way out of prison they don't color what the hell you mean we colored we did we, we colored off a light sentence that's all we did like coloring making posters like <laughs> Nah, cause I seen the videos of y'all doing the. Uh, that's it. That was. A I seen TV. the videos of y'all doing the virtual shit. That's the I only was, time y'all did that shit. Nigga, that's for TV for press. That's the only time we did virtual reality. Well, we ain't gonna talk press. bad about J Cap. I love J Cap. <laughs> he got my motherfucking brother home. So <laughs> shit, J I love J Cap. I want to hug the person that started J Cap. We ain't gonna talk bad about J Cap and what they did to make it look good. Shit, they they did enough. You niggas is home. You feel what I'm saying? After uh, 26, 28, Boo did 29. Uh, then a couple of uh, your your Hispanic partners, they did they twenties plus, plus. You know what I mean? So, yeah. well, I mean, we can't really speak too bad on J Cat. Oh, no, 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 I don't. I don't learn some shit. Do you though. feel like you learned a lot? Do y'all feel like y'all learned a lot from J Cat? I learned enough. I learned like how to pay bills and shit. Yeah, that. Like you know what I mean? The but the other shit, other shit, we don't learned already prior to J Cat. Yeah. The shit they oh, just it. just in a pen. Yeah. yeah. What cognitive classes did you take? While you was while you was down, Ty. Shit, man, only class I took I took some anger management. I t and I took seven habits. Everybody took seven habits, yeah. Other than that, and anger management. Like during my time, I was like, man, I got eighty four. I'm not getting out. I'm not taking no class. I'm not doing shit. I'm gonna work in this kitchen. And That's all you did was work in the kitchen. I'm working this kitchen. <laughs> cause I figured, cause did you get my, your GED and shit? Yeah, I, I had to do that. Right. I only did. I only. I didn't have to. I did for my mom. Right. So she wanted me to get my education, so I was like, all right. I'm gonna so you kind of like, you kind of like lost hope when you got that eighty four. You lost a lot of hope. I, I figured, like, man, what's the point of me being good? I'm not going home. So right. I'm a, so you was right up everything. Man, I I used to, when I first got locked. Man, I was into it with the police. I ain't give a fuck into it with the police. I mean, like, nigga, fuck y'all. Right, because your, your mind frame of how long you done time, I mean, how much time you got, you know what I mean? I'm like, if I got to be here, then I'm going to make your job hard as fuck. Fuck you, motherfucker. And plus, they sent me out to Texas. Soon as I turned 18, they just shipped me out to Texas. How long was you in Texas? Yeah, for two and a half years. How was Texas? Oh, it was cool, because it was all Colorado inmates. Like, we oh, was at Colorado. a private little joint. 
it was cool, but being that far away from home and Oh, so that was probably the longest time you went without seeing your family. Hell yeah. But what's cool is like they would come out every birthday, like the two birthdays I had out there, they came they made sure they came out to see me. That's just crazy. You had a fucking real good family, man. Yeah. Like my mom, she would make it a point not to miss none of my she didn't start missing my birthdays until maybe 20 years in and that's when her health went yeah sideways. when so she, she kind of when she physically couldn't do yeah. it that's she not she was yeah. up there faithfully every year on my birthday after i was in texas Lyman, it didn't matter she what other uh what other uh joints did you go to besides Lyman? i mean after because i know with jcap y'all end up going to fremont uh you was in orway or uh so what other joints did you go to besides Lyman? shit i was at buny we, I opened Walsenburg. I went to Bent County. I went to Free Mile, Four Mile, Orway. So how did y'all y'all met in Lyman, right? Yeah. And then he left after y'all met after y'all y'all had met each other. I think he left first. Hell no. I well, you know, I went twice. Yeah, I ain't leave. I went to Lyman twice. Lyman I twice. My, yeah, because I got my case overturned. I was and gone. He was gone for like and a they year. Sent almost. me back. Right. Oh, yeah, he was still there. Yeah, I didn't leave Lyman until yeah. I went to the program. Well, I went to Buny first, then went to the program. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you was in Buny in the 2000s? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was there. In, I left. I went there in 2017 and left in 2018. So I only did like a year at When did you get paralyzed? Shit, old. Oh, what you mean paralyzed? Three? 2003? Yeah, right, right after my 26th birthday. <laughs> what you mean paralyzed? No, right before my 26th birthday. Oh yeah, I got paralyzed from the shoulders down playing basketball. A freak accident. <laughs> what? Hold on, nigga, you walking right now, nigga? What oh, yeah. you mean? That's why I walk with this limp. Cause I never noticed the limp. I never noticed the walk. Hey, so hold on, what happened? You was paralyzed, so you got paralyzed in the penitentiary. Hell yeah. Playing basketball. Playing basketball. What you? Somebody undercut you or something? Nah, like uh, it was a loose ball. So me and this cat named Jordan, we both going for the ball, and I'll go down to pick it up. And he's like he on the opposite team, so we rushing towards the ball when I yeah. go down to pick it up. His knee hits my fucking head, boom, and snaps my neck back and fucked my spinal cord up and everything just went numb. I just hit the ground face first, boom. And then when I woke up, I was just laying on my back. And everybody was still playing, just running up and down. I'm like, I can move my head. I'm looking around like All you can move is your head. Then this uh this my essay partner, Carlos Quintana, he walked up to me, he's like, Man, get your ass up. And my voice, it wouldn't even come out. Like, I just moved my lips. And I'm looking at him, trying to tell him I can't move. And he's just looking at me. And then, like, a tear just started falling down my eye. Mm-hmm. And he just started screaming, like, somebody help, somebody help. Like, I couldn't move. I was just laying there, like, I couldn't even talk or nothing. I was just like. That's crazy. Yeah, I ain't know. It was, like, the scariest shit ever. Hey, don't take this break as a. Uh... Intermission. I need to get the footage. Uh, damn. So, uh, so you uh get in a freak accident. You paralyzed from the shoulders down. Shoulders down. So when they took you, you had all kind of surgeries and shit. Nah, well, I got. They took me to the hospital. <clears throat> I was probably there for like a week. At this point, I was there for like a week. I was in intensive care and shit. And the. They called it, the surgeon came in to see me. He's like, yeah, there's really, <clears throat> there's no surgery that we can do that is going to make you walk again. <clears throat> we just have to see when the swelling goes down in your spine, if you'll be able to move your arms and shit around. 
So we just got to wait to see when the swelling goes down. So it was pretty much just a wait and see game. And how long, how long, how, so how long was you paralyzed? Oh, shit. I didn't start walking again until that shit happened in January. You said, I think, 03, you said. January 03. I didn't start walking again until April or May of that year. So it was a few months. Few months. I had to go through physical therapy and rehab and all that shit. Damn, but you was like really, really paralyzed, and they said, and they said there's nothing we can do. And what's crazy is they had another doctor come in. He was an Asian dude. This I want to beat this nigga ass so bad. <laughs> I had been there for like ten days. He come in with his little chart. He was like, Yeah, after about seven days with an injury like this, after about seven days, if you don't have all your movement back, you probably ain't gonna get it back. I'm like, nigga, I've been here 10 days. I can't move. I'm like, you trying to tell me I ain't going to never move? Right. And he was like, oh, nigga, I'll just start crying. I'm like, man, get the fuck out of here. Right. He just left. I was just laying in the bed crying like, nigga, they talking about I ain't going to never move. Nigga, please. Right. And then so, you know, you close-netted with your family. How, like, they had to call and tell your family, right? Yeah. Well, when I got hurt, when I'm laying on the court, my voice came back after a few minutes and shit. And I told my home, I was like, man, this is my pin number. Call my mama, nigga. Right. Go back and call my mama right now, nigga. Tell her what happened. Right. So she called up there and shit. And they were saying, like, well, you can't visit him because it's not life or death. Then, like, what? one of the ladies, she's cool. I can't remember her name. She's, like, over the whole medical system of DOC. Uh-huh. And she contacted my mom's like, this is ne something like this never happened. We don't know the procedure with this, so we're gonna let you go up there and visit him. So they let my mom come to the hospital and see me and shit. Her crazy ass, she bad. And you was like in the hospital at Lyman? I was at this time, I was at, uh, they had moved, no, I was at a hospital in Pueblo, St. Mary Corwin's in, in Pueblo. Then they moved me to the state hospital for rehab. Which is, I think that's still in Pueblo. So you had to relearn to walk and all that. Because you didn't have like no memory loss or anything. You just. I just, my motor functions was just fucked up. I had to learn how to hold a pencil, how to write, and all that shit. Damn. This shit was crazy. And to be doing that in jail was really bad. So what, you was in Lyman at that time? No, I was at Orway at that time. So then, after you you heal and whatever the case may be, do you come back to Orway? You go? Does that do they send you back to the same penitentiary? They send me back to Orway. So everybody was sitting there tripping like this yeah. motherfucker's walking again because they know they heard. <laughs> I know they heard. What was crazy is I wasn't supposed to come back. I still had like a few months of rehab, but I'm in the hospital, so I don't never get to go outside. It's like months not going outside, not feeling nothing. Sun, nothing. Yeah. Just in there doing rehab, walking on treadmills and shit. I was like, man. Then they switched my physical therapist to this Asian lady. I had a little young white girl at first. Uh -huh. <laughs> she was cool as hell because she about my age, so we used to chopping up and shit. Right. But she was only doing it for school. It was her little training, so her hours were up, so they switched me. And the lady I was with, I was like, I don't really like her. I'm like, man, I'm ready to go back to prison, man. Right. put the paperwork in and send me back. So when I get back to Orway, I couldn't even... I could barely walk. Like, so would you have crutches and shit? No, I was just struggling to walk. Like, like going. Then hold on, they like, didn't give you no crutches or nothing. You, you know, was just because <laughs> I because basically I was like I refused treatment because I was like I'm done. Oh, so they were like all right. So when they see me back, I don't have no paperwork, nothing that says he needs this or he needs that. He's like he's just back. So like damn, chow, you know right there where the gym is. No bullshit. On oh, my mama. I used to have to hold on to the wall 
to keep my balance just to walk to the chow hall. And like once the wall wasn't there, man, I used to walk slow as hell. Like, <laughs> damn. Like my whole left side was like my right side was getting stronger, but my left side was taking. Are you right-handed or left-handed? You right-handed? right-handed. Uh, yeah, makes like, sense. I got like permanent nerves. Like in the cold, when it's like super cold, you'll see like my whole left side just be stiff as hell. <laughs> right when you walking, is it? So this winter, this winter was kind of rough for you. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So after you heal, so you um. Getting the freak accident, you heal, and then does that change your mind about shit? Or are you still a knucklehead? Uh, I was still a little bit of an asshole. I ain't gonna lie. So I'm assuming. Yeah, I'm so your gangbanging career started in the penitentiary. Yeah, and when I met I met Big Todd Bud in '93 in the county jail. Uh huh. And like. Y'all just clicked. Yeah, we just started hanging out. And then, like, he was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make you a little tired. Like, mm. Right. Talking about, I'm not going to be in the gang. I ain't been in the gang this long. Next thing you know, I'm a little tired, but. Kick my ass, man. <laughs> and now I'm a gang member. <laughs> Talking about these niggas that kick my ass, and now I'm a gang member. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> That's how it happened, though. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Tybo is a, a very, very reputable. You know, you know what I'm saying. So you got a lot of having that name. Kind of, you feel like that name kind of helps you during your time. Absolutely, I'm not even gonna lie. Absolutely, right. It is kind of you got like I feel. Do you feel like you got a lot more respect coming into it? Because he came into her just as a little light skinned kid, no big homie name, no nothing. You know what I mean? So you came into it with like a big homie and some old shit. So that's very known. You know what I mean? Everybody know Big Ty, but. Was, you know what I mean? It was kind of like a blessing and a curse because him being who he is, his motherfuckers his expected enemies. that same energy out of me. Right. And I'm like, we two different people. Like, mm-hmm. this nigga's crazy, crazy. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> I'm with some stuff, but I'm not just going to go out my way and do some crazy shit. Right. And so it was kind of like I got a lot of pressure from my homies to you know, you holding his name, then you got to do certain shit. You, know, you better be ready. So before, because he passed. Yeah. Before uh, his passing, was y'all in contact and everything? Yeah. yeah. You know, the crazy thing about uh, Big Ty Bud, I met Big Ty Bud maybe, I met Big Ty Bud maybe twice. That's crazy that I'm talking about Big Ty Bud right now. And the nigga that introduced me to Ty Bud is calling me right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That's fucking crazy. So the thing is, uh, so... Um, in the pen, I meet this nigga named Too Much. You know Too Much? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I meet Too. That's what me on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I, uh, I meet Too Much, and, like, uh, what had happened was um, his unit was being worked on. So, we already knew. he. I had the keys to the crib car. He had the keys to the blood car. And they brought him over to my unit because his unit was being worked on. And uh, so, we didn't speak for a cu- first couple of days and shit. And I walked past his cell, and he's playing Corrupt Seawalk. I'm like... Why the fuck is he playing this song? You know what I mean? But he's just a music head. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? So that's what that's what sparked our conversation. Yeah. And I swear to God, 20 plus years later, that's my nigga. That's my son's goddad. Some more shit. You know what I mean? Cool. And he uh, you know, uh, I become part of this. I be uh I come a part of this record label that him and Ty Bud started called Full Pack Empire. Yeah. You know what I mean? And cause uh Ty Bud's actually really the one who started this record label. Yeah. And we still push that shit till this day. 
I mean, I'll be seeing it. On yeah, we still push that. Yeah, we still push that shit till this day. So you know what I'm saying. Rest in peace, Ty Bud, for real, for real. Uh, it's an honor having you here. You know what I'm saying in place of him. But um, yeah. So, bam, we you in jail. You you not really doing the right thing. You just transitioning or whatever the case may be. When did they tell you that you had a shot of getting out? Like so when when you find out that you have a shot of getting out, you have a chance of coming home. Do you uh do you change how you do things or how do you move? Well, honestly, like I changed like years before that, and it was it was actually Big Ty who who got me to change. While we was at Orway, this was like after I had got paralyzed. He was like he wanted me to work on the shape up program with him, which is kind of like scare straight, but not really. With mm -hmm. juveniles come in and you talk to them, and I was like, man, I ain't finna do that stuff, man. I ain't. You know, I'm still gang banging and all this. I ain't, man, I ain't finna do that. He's like, man, you need to come in and work, get this job. Right. I started getting a job. Once you start talking to the juveniles and get to telling your story. To right, them, right. It's like, once you, then you start getting like, they'll send letters to like the program director and like, oh, they helped me so much. Once you start reading them letters, it's like, I need to start. You need to start doing, doing the right thing. Right. right. Then it was an old head who came to me like, why you be acting like that all the time? Cause I used to be an asshole with the police. I was like, man, I got 84. I don't give a fuck. Right. Like, he like, young man, the laws change all the time. You gonna get a shot. And that kind but of at the time, you're not, you kind of, you, like, yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. But then it stuck in my head. So I was like, I'm doing this program plus what this old cat keeps telling me. Let me, let me try to change my attitude. You know what I mean? And plus, being in prison with that kind of attitude, like fuck everybody, fuck this, and you know, I'm mean. That's a hard life to live. Right. Prison. Right. Don't nobody want to be around you, so you're pretty much isolating yourself. And it was like, even like BL, my big homie, told me like, nigga, all your friends are my friends. Nigga, you're an asshole. Nobody likes you. <laughs> right. So if your friends is telling you an asshole, yeah. you're really an asshole. I changed. So I just started, you know, working in that program. Started reading books just start hanging out with more positive people doing more positive stuff and because at this point in time like shit you looked at as an og because you've been there so fucking long you know what i mean so it's only right to kind of lead by example a little bit you know what i mean instead of instead of going with the flow of the youngsters you know what i mean and being an asshole you know what i'm saying it's only right to kind of like lead by example so they won't follow your footsteps because look look what happened with you you know what i mean so i know you very very appreciative of that Hey, so hold on one more question before we go into the next part of your life. How was it going back playing basketball after that Ooh. injury? I remember <clears throat> this was like when I went back to Orway, I, I like I said, I could barely walk. So I was doing my own rehab, working out and stuff. And one day I was like, man, I'm about to get on this court, try it. About how long after that? So we January of 03. About how long after that did you try to get when, that you did get back on that court? It was probably like October of 03. And at this point, I was still walking with a hell of a limp. Right. And I got on that court. Dude passed me the ball. As soon as he hit my hands, it just went through my hands. And I tried to go get it, but I'm moving slow as hell. I'm like, and I just walked off the court like, yeah, I'm done. Like, I'm done with basketball. Like, I can't play no more. Damn, so you never tried to play after that moment? Oh, yeah, I can play now. I'm, oh. Now that I got stronger, I can, I'm. Right. Dude. So you had that incident, 
And then about how long until you actually was running up and down the court? Ooh, probably like a year or two, maybe about two. Right. You think it was a mental thing? It was probably a mental thing, yeah, huh? Like a motherfucker. Because I was, it was always in the back of my head, this shit could happen again. Right, right, yeah. It's like, if somebody's running towards me fast, and I'm like, I don't know, he going to change direction and run into me, I'll just be like, I'm not like, nah, right, right. Way. Like, uh, you was just scared. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I can understand that part for sure. All right. Um. Now, uh, we talked about we talked about his childhood. We talked about his transitioning from childhood to the penitentiary. Now we're about to talk about talk about his transition from the penitentiary to the streets. That's the third part of this uh this uh this here podcast, man. This is Power and You, brought to you by. Little Daddy and Bob, you feel me? We'll be right back after these messages. All right, now, yeah, we back, man. Powering You Podcast, brought to you by Power 109 Radio. Make sure y'all download that app. DJ Shadow, Blaze, Blaze Promotions. Make sure y'all um download the app, man, and come fuck with us. As a matter of fact, this is actually going to air 420, so happy 420 day. That's when this day. That's when it's uh, actually this one's gonna air because we pre-record our shit. Whatever. And may or may not smoke something. <laughs> <laughs> they're uh, they're not. This is off the record. Parole officers might be listening. This, whatever the case may be. All right. So, bam. You uh, you uh, go to jail. You do your time. You a knucklehead. You do the right thing. You start getting back on the right track. You get out 28 years later. 28, right? Yeah, well, 27 and seven months. 27 and seven months. He probably remembered the exact number of days, too, for real, if I was to ask him. <laughs> but uh, 27 years and seven months. So when you went to jail in 93, I was 13. Yep, I was 13. Where was it? Oh, we moved. We was, in, we was living in Minnesota, as a matter of fact. Yep, we was moving to Minnesota. My mom moved us up, uh, up out of here because of, of the summer of violence. I remember that. Yep. So we was in Minnesota. We was in your hometown on Magnolia Street. When, uh, <laughs> when you caught that case. So you get out. I mean, you do your thing and then now you're out. I, I was there the day you got out. I seen your family and shit. You know what I mean? I seen y'all over there. You was emotional. Man. You know what I mean? I still got those pictures and everything. You was emotional and stuff. So, um, you back and everything with your family, everything with your family is normal. You feel like, damn, I'm right back. Right. You feel what I'm saying? But what about as far as like technology, the streets and just like seeing how things operate now? How is how is that transition? How do you feel like what did that do for you? It was, oh, it was crazy. Because at first I wanted to get out and see everything. Right. Be everywhere. I'm going everywhere. But then <coughs> it gets to a point where it's like it's too much. You know what I mean? It's it's too much information coming at me one time. Right. And it's hard to, you know, understand everything which is going on. Right. And it's like, it, it got a little bit overwhelming. I'm not going to lie. It got overwhelming. It right. got it got so overwhelming to the point to where I called my old case manager at Four Mile, Miss Pierce. Uh -huh. Like, I'm not bullshit. It was like maybe three, four months after I got out. I called her crying on the phone. <laughs> like... It's too much. Like, I don't, right. Like my PO, he don't call. I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. She, <laughs> right, just nervous. Yeah, she just nervous. Laughing, like, you need to calm down. Like, you're good. 
Right. Like if he's not on your ass about something, you're good. He's like, she's like, calm down, take every day for what it is, and just enjoy your life. And then that really helped me because I was like, man, it's 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 a lot of going on right now. Right, right. So you never held a cell phone at this point in time. Nah, like. So who taught you? Did your sister teach you how to use a cell phone? Who taught you how to use your phone? I don't think they didn't really them them assholes. They ain't really teach me nothing. Like they took me to the store, got me the cell phone, boom. And I asked them how to do this, how to do this. And then once they showed me the little basics, then I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna figure it out." I'm still trying to figure out how this shit work. Right, the phone. <laughs> yeah, I'm still finding out new stuff about my phone. Like, oh shit, I didn't know I could do that. Right. Like I had the phone for like six months. I didn't know there was a pen in it to like where you could write on the phone, like on the screen. Uh huh. Oh, so, the the P. I know what you're talking about. The stylus pen. The the stylus pen. Yeah. <laughs> the stylus pen thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm at the store. I drop my phone and I just pick it up. I go back. I go in the store and shit. Then I get this thing on my phone. Like your pen is disconnected. I'm like pen. What the fuck? But I had seen it when I seen I seen it on the ground next to the phone. I thought it was like a broken. Something else. Pen. So I'm like. So I'm like, oh, that's what that is. So I ran back outside, stuck it in there, and the message went off. I'm like, oh, nigga, I got a pen in this mother. Right, just learning shit. Right with this mother. Right. That shit crazy. So then, you know, as you a juvenile, you a kid, you never had a job. How was it? Well, I guess, well, working, you worked in the pen. So I guess you knew what it what it was, what it was like to have a job. Yeah. A little I, different. Yeah, I guess it's different. Working for what, fucking 12 cents a day to getting paid, uh, I don't know, depending on the job you had, uh, $20 an hour and shit, big difference. Currency is different from jail to here. Hell yeah. <laughs> Holding that money. Like, I don't even use cards. I want to keep, keep cash. cash <laughs> I need to be able to go in my pocket and be like, okay, I still got that money. <laughs> right, yeah, so cash. Instead of looking on the card, like, I don't, tr- I don't, tr- I don't really trust them cards. Man. Like, yeah, a lot of people's like that, but you're going to hit that point. I'm, I'm pretty much there right now. <laughs> I don't trust it, but I'm I'm almost there. That's how it happens, man. So you're transitioning from uh, jail to home was kind of was somewhat easy. It was frustrating, you know. What I mean, are you in classes right now? No, man. I'm trying to get in this. I'm trying to get in some classes and stuff. But and, uh, I'm in class right now. You want to talk? <laughs> so as um. You you working though? You you I heard you're a hell of an artist. Yeah, I don't like to toot my own horn, but you know I I get down on some drawing and stuff. See, that's what's up. So if y'all need drawings, y'all need anything drawn, y'all hit Cullen. I I, I, can't, I keep wanting to say Colin. You hit Cullen Burns <laughs> on Facebook. Black and white color pencil, all that shit. Have you drawn? Have you drawn since you've been out? Hell yeah! I'm working yeah, on a little portrait. Oh yeah, of course you got a fucking tattoo artist. Oh, as a matter of fact, you can go also go see him at uh, you know, him and his partner because you met tattoo. You met a blunt. That's my nigga. I met blunt in ninety ninety nine. I think I met blunt in ninety nine. You met him in two thousand. Yeah, two thousand. Because he got kicked out of the program yeah. <laughs> in ninety nine two thousand, and he went up there to line and he was a knucklehead. So I can imagine y'all two together. That boy, boy. Yeah, I can imagine y'all two together because this nigga, he he chose fucking sixteen years over six, basically. You know what I mean? <laughs> eighteen. No, I think he, I think Blunt had eighteen. Yep. He chose eighteen over six years. You know what I mean? Just being a knucklehead, just from being a knucklehead. Nigga, 
nigga. So did. I can imagine y'all two together. He and he did, did 14, 14 on 18. On 18. Like, like that's fed time. <laughs> that's fed time. So yeah, man, y'all, if y'all ever need tattoos or drawn or anything, man, y'all hit him up on uh, uh on, on Facebook. Are you on Instagram or anything you know about? Yeah, I'm on Instagram. Uh same name? Nah, 84 to free. 84 to free? 84 T O F R E E. Okay, so that's his Instagram name, or you can hit, he, they can hit you up on the Struck Up Tattoo. Yeah, Struck Up Tattoo. Yep, that's a man. Hit up. I always ta- see. I'm gonna start tagging you though, because I always tag Blunt. Yeah. Whenever somebody be like, I need a tattoo, send me. I always tag Blunt. You know what I mean? So I'm gonna definitely start tagging both of y'all. You know what I mean? Get that money, man. And uh, yeah, uh, um, all I gotta say to you, man, is keep striving to do what you gotta do, man. Stay out that thing. Have as much fun as you want to, man. But man, uh. Make sure you know your limits of what it is that you're doing. You know what I mean? Because like we need y'all out here. Because this this might be an inspirational story to the next person, to your peers, or even young younger kids. You know what I mean? So that's the whole point of this podcast is so we can inspire motherfuckers to not go through what we all went through. Y'all went through a deep worse than I went through it. But you know what I'm saying? So we can all inspire people to go through to to try to do the right thing, regardless of what it is you're doing. Be smart about it. Yeah. That's how that's how I feel about it. You can do what you do, but at least be smart about, be smart it. about it. You know what I mean? And I don't And be ready to face the consequences. Right. Cause the consequences yeah. is motherfucking the consequences is it's real. Like right. they, they trying to let they trying to let the people out right now, but Nigga, they will lock your ass up. <laughs> right. So you may have to go through 20 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, like you got to think this man never held a cell phone before in his life. He don't know what cell phones is like. He don't know technology. Shit, they had, you was playing Wagon Trail on the fucking. Man, what you know about some <laughs> You was playing the Wagon Trail on the damn computer. Uh, it's fucking green and black screen. Now this shit is full color. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's a big difference, bruh. Yeah. So, uh, man, I, uh, like I keep saying, I, like I, my brother, he live his life. You know what I'm saying? He do what he do, but he, I'm pretty sure he's smart about it. He, he, he know what he's doing, and and y'all one of the same. Like this you feel what I'm saying? The smartest. I don't know. Oh yeah, he's one of the smartest, smartest niggas I know. I know yeah, like definitely. Damn, I don't know if I can say this on the air. This nigga used to do niggas J Cap homework. <laughs> <laughs> See, look, <laughs> just smart. This nigga got niggas out of jail. I'm telling you. <laughs> right. Uh, on the low, huh? <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. You got to, uh, man, you got to take advantage of, of y'all situation and what you, what it is that y'all doing. You know what I mean? And then um, us over here at Power 109 Radio, man, y'all always can come rock with us and do whatever we do over here. And I, you know, we throw a lot of events around here. Y'all don't necessarily have to partake in the... Um, and certain festivities that we got, which y'all can come enjoy the music, enjoy the ladies, and have fun. Um, you feel what I'm saying? Like, that's what I mean. I'm y'all definitely welcome over here, man. and we glad that y'all was able to even come over here. I'm glad to hear your story. Man, you know what I mean? I'm glad that someone wants to hear it. You know? Oh, man, that's a lot of – you'd be surprised. It's a lot of people that want to hear your story and, like, know – they gonna get into it deeper though. But if you get hit about it, you know that's on you. How far you take it? I, I chose not to get real deep into into it because um I was kind of like warned about how you feel about it. You well, know what I mean? Like for me, it, it's hard to tell like <clears throat> like the details of it. But, yeah. But at the same time, I, I look at it like it's it's really not my story. It's right. really my victim's story. It's really her story. Right. It was her life that was taken. Take so, 
I mean, technically, both y'all's life was taken. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, anything that I get, anything that I benefit from, you know, I'm going to attribute it to to her. Right. Because she lost her life to for me to be where I'm at today. Right. You know, it, like, if, if, I don't know what would have happened if I would have never committed that crime. I might be dead. I might be in prison for something else. But me doing what I did at 16 got me to sitting here right, right now, now today you know as a free man you know right. talking to you brothers you know right what I mean? so and i mean it's fucked up you had to go through it you know what i mean but it's like it was a learning lesson like nothing it wasn't wasted time that shit wasn't idle time like you 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 learn you feel what i'm saying and that's that's the main thing is like like <clears throat> i was telling my brother like just anybody can't come on this podcast you feel what i'm saying i don't want just anybody on here you know what I mean? If you don't feel like, like, cause what, what happened between all y'all is fucked up. Even with me, it's fucked up. You know what I mean? So if you're not like showing no kind of remorse for what you did, or at least feel sorry for what you did, or even doing better in life after what you did, you're not welcome here. You feel what I'm saying? Because that's not what we're trying to put, put out there. What we're trying to put out there is some positive energy. Like you can change your life. You can do the right thing even after doing the wrong thing. You feel what I'm saying? So that's, that's, the whole point of this here we want y'all to be able to we want people to be able to hear this shit and be like oh man that kind of helped me because they may be going through some shit in life like hold on let me stay strong and and do the right fucking thing you feel what i'm saying and what people can't do man don't never give up hope don't ever give up hope and you did at the point in time and then look i gave up even in the program like we still oh damn in the program y'all was giving up till the day the we didn't start like even up to the day that they told us we was getting out, we was like, man, we not all getting out. Like we all had doubts. Like we not all. They not finna let eleven killers out on the street at the same time. Cause neither one of y'all never have y'all seen the pro. Did y'all ever see the parole board? Yeah, no. yeah so y'all never I, seen the parole I, board that, that 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 even. There's only one of us in the program that got parole before he was in a program, but seen the parole board before, before us he, because his pro day came up anyway. After doing so, so thirty fucking years or something, yeah, he'll been down. He'll been Solis have been down like since eighty five or some shit. Yeah, yeah. So like, I gave up hope, but so it, it felt real when like y'all was talking to your people. Like, I got this room in Kent because when I I got a I went up there got a room. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was waiting on my nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I waited on that fucking moment twenty six years. You feel what I'm saying? Like we was tripping the day they told us. We was like, uh. We didn't know if they was gonna give us good news or bad news. All we got, we all we got that time was bad news. Bad news, like every time we try to do something, well, we can't do that with the pro. Well, we because I remember he called me when that he called me with that date. I was like, you fucking lying. He was like, nah, I'm dead serious. They said May eighth. I mean March eighth. I was like, what? And they talking about almost ruined it because when I seen Miss Pierce come in with the toilet paper, I like she got the toilet paper. We going home. We going. They're like, man, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that was your sign. Because yeah. they had told her like, if yeah. if it's good news, if, if we gonna be crying, bring some toilet paper with you. She came right in with the toilet paper. I'm like, nigga, we going on. <laughs> and that's what she gave y'all the date. Like the who 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 was it? No, they had the parole board. No, oh, they had, we had Skyped them or some weird thing. Uh, uh, Andre Stanton head of DOC was on the TV screen. I wrote him. The female. I wrote him for you. Female that was because the female got out with us too. Yeah, I didn't see her. Uh, no, she, she, no, she ain't gonna be with us. She was in a she was in, in um, Pueblo. She was in women. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so when she got out, sure Armstrong. Yeah, she she was up on the screen. We could see her on the screen and shit. And y'all was just. It was a river around that bitch, huh? Man. Ocean in that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, they, they took us to a picnic in prison. 
What you mean, like outside? We, out, outside. Out the, they, we, was, we was skipping rocks on the Arkansas River. No, we the only ones who's ever done that. Life sentences. And y'all was outside skipping rocks. We didn't get parole yet. We didn't see sandwiches. the parole board. They didn't know if we rocks. was ever going to get out at this point. They was like, took us. We didn't have no guns, none of that. Nothing. Because they, they no, knew something that they 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 put that much yeah. trust in y'all. You know what I mean? It was like a, some case managers took us. Case it wasn't even no DOC guards that yeah. took us. And y'all just sitting there skipping rocks, uh, uh, eating sandwiches and chips and shit. Well, we had a smash burger, some smash old shit. Burger, ice cream, all kind of bullshit. And it was cold as hell outside. We had that pegging goats. It wasn't and cold and to y'all, though, huh? at that time. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that air smelled different. Man. That air feel different outside them fucking gates. Hell yeah. That shit feel different. That shit is like life. I was more emotional than my brother when I saw him. Like, I got the video of it. I never posted the video. I was more emotional than him. Nigga, I think I was in shock, nigga. I think I would. Man. I didn't do no crying until I was in the dark. Couldn't <laughs> <laughs> wait to yeah, go down in that basement, Lily basement, go to sleep. Yeah, that's what. That's exactly what. No, we came home. We came home, and I, I think, shit, we just hopped in my truck, and we just started running around. I took this thing. I was just we was just popping up on people, surprising everybody, because nobody. He he was like, man, we ain't gonna tell nobody I'm out. I was the only person that knew outside of. I think I was probably the only person, huh? We popped up on mama. We popped up on my mom, my auntie. Yeah, she shut the door. I got that video too. She seen that. She shut the door. She was like, who is that? I was like, man, open the door. (laughs) And then she seen it. Was like, and then my cousin Tisha, rest in peace, man. Oh my goodness. Um. I called her on FaceTime. I'm at her mama's house with my brother. I called her on FaceTime and I was like, what you doing? And I just moved the camera to my brother. She's like, oh my God. She damn near fell down the stairs. Damn. She's like, oh my God. Cause she she lived, she pulled up in two minutes. Mm. Like two fucking minutes. I promise you, it was no longer than two minutes. She pulled up. Yep, she was there. She was a baby when her and Charles. You know what I mean? So, man, I'm proud of you, brothers, man. I just hope y'all keep doing the right thing. Have as much fun as you want to. Live your fucking life. But at the same time, remember that. I mean, I ain't got to remind y'all. Shit, y'all, I know for sure that y'all don't ever want to go back there after all that yeah, fucking time. Know. Not even a fucking day. Not even have a, a pair of handcuffs on you. But what's crazy is it's like, I don't know how, how motherfuckers be going back and forth. Like, this shit is it's easy. so easy to stay out of prison. How do you keep going back and forth? Like, I don't understand how brothers, like, we used to hear motherfuckers in parole sucks, parole this, parole. That's the motherfucker. Like, that's the institutionalized niggas, though. Like, parole is, I don't even think they're institutional. They're only going back for two months. Yeah, I'm like, parole They is like easy. that shit. They'd rather go back for a long period of time. Hey, man, but this is what this is where we at, man. Power and You podcast featuring Lil Ty, but Lil Daddy, man. Um, I'm proud of you, brothers. I hope you brothers keep doing the right motherfucking thing. And we're going to keep rocking. Y'all already know, man. man. Anything that I do, y'all more than welcome to. Appreciate it. Do your classes. <laughs> I'm trying to get in mine right now. <laughs> Officer Bernie, get me in them classes, brother. All right, man. Uh, <laughs> we out of here, man. Um, Hold on real quick. I need t- uh, two things. What would you tell the 16-year-old Colin now? I mean, if you could kind of like go back in time or whatever the case may be, what would you tell the 16-year-old Colin? Shit. To be honest, I'd tell that nigga, like, nigga, you ain't no dummy, nigga. You not stupid. Right. Because, like, I ain't going to lie. Like, my whole, from the time I was probably like, I'm like, I'll say my whole middle school career was like, 
teachers, everybody like, nigga, you stupid. Like, they thought I was dumb because it wasn't I couldn't do the classwork. I just didn't want to do that shit. Like, right. I don't like school. Nigga. I'm here to play basketball. Right. But if I could talk to myself back then, I'd be like, nigga, stick to basketball. Stick to your, do your classwork, stick to basketball, nigga. In the end, it's going to work out for you. You know, like, you're not stupid. I just want old me to know, nigga, you're not no dummy, nigga. Right. You know I mean, you're not dumb. That's what's up. You know? Um, What words would you have for either the youth or your peers? Because you know what I'm saying? We, I keep saying peers because there's people your age that's just fucking dumb and they keep, like you keep saying, like, how do you go back to prison? So there's people your age that's still into the same dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? Well, of course we want to speak to the youth, but I keep I want to I want to express peers because I see so many motherfuckers that's yeah. older and they still doing the same shit. So, what words do you have before we get out of here for the youth and the peers? Man, all I got to say is we 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 in this together. Like I know it's we all got to love each other as people, as human beings, but as black folks, man, we in this together. Like if we running around killing one another, we doing these, we doing our enemy's job for them. Right. You know what I mean, that like, part. why make it easy on them right. to take us out? Cause that's what they want. You look at all the gun violence and all that. They not trying to really put a stop to that because we're the victims. We're killing one another. So they really don't care. Right. To be honest. And if we don't care about ourselves, who the fuck gonna care about us, nigga? That part. Like, if we not doing this together, I don't give a fuck what neighborhood, where you from. I, that shit, we brothers, man. That we part. brothers, nigga. It's enough money for everybody to get rich. They trying to help us get rich, but we steady trying to kill one another. Like, it makes no sense, man. That it part. It makes no sense. I can, I'm, I'm willing to work with anybody from anywhere Neighborhood, it don't matter to me. That shit don't matter to me, man. Right. When I look at y'all, I see my brothers, period. And anybody who see me out there and they know that I'm your brother. Right. I'm not going to never come at you with no ill intentions, never. I'm never on that, and we should never be on that, man. That part. We didn't ask to be in America. They brought us over here. So why are we going to destroy ourselves? No, man. We got to do this together, man. That's the only way we going to make it. We got to do it together. That part. You heard the man, man. We want to thank little Ty Bud for coming through, sharing his story, giving us his thoughts on everything, and, uh, you know, keeping the inside of it. Um, also, um, you know, of course, thank little Daddy for being the inspiration behind this whole thing. And, uh, you know, we out of this motherfucking man. Powering You podcast airs every Wednesday, 7 p.m. on all networks. You can go to I I I iHeart, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Definitely download the Power One Hundred Nine app with DJ Shadow and Blaze. Man, we got Blunt Talk Radio. We got all types of different shit going on here, man. So, uh, so one stop shop over here. Literally, what you can't get from Blaze and Shadow, you can come get from Bob. <laughs> yeah. Hey, shout out my DJ Shadow, man. We up out of here, man. Power You Podcast, man. We got one.